Hey guys, welcome to this weekly podcast called Deep ABA Podcast by your host Dr. Lillian Kerubo, a behavior pediatrician. This week we're going to talk about the behavior of colic. And I know some of you may be wondering, is colic a behavior? Stay tuned to learn more about it. Have you just had a baby? Is the baby crying too much? And nothing seems to be able to make the baby to keep quiet. You have tried everything and you are exhausted, but your baby still wakes up and cries at night. Your baby might be having the behavior of colic. Colic is a physical, emotional, and behavioral condition. It affects babies who are two weeks old to four months old. And it describes a high-pitched cry that's usually in the afternoons and in the evenings. And this crying might interrupt sleep. The babies are usually inconsolable. But the good news is this condition usually goes away on its own by the time the baby is four months old. Some babies not have the cry but also have other behavioral tendencies during the, the colic period. They may have reflux, which means the milk that they just took comes back up into the mouth or the nose. They may have thrashing about, throwing about their hands and their legs. They may twist and turn. They look quite uncomfortable, actually. As I said, this behavior goes away on its own by the time the child is four months and most of the time doesn't require any medication. However, it can be distressing for new parents, especially first-time parents, to see their child having this repetitive behavior. One of the things we feel strongly about as parents is our ability to keep our babies happy and calm. So it is very distressing when your baby cannot keep quiet, cannot be calm, cannot be happy. You try everything and nothing seems to be working. We do not know what causes colic. However, specialists around the world seem to think that it may be an accumulation of gas. As the baby digests the milk, there is production of gas. And so this gas may be a bit uncomfortable for them because it's a new sensation in their abdomen. It may be that the abdomen has not yet learned to work the way it's supposed to work. Remember, these babies have just come from the womb where they were only swallowing the amniotic fluid in the womb. And there wasn't a lot of digestion going on. And then now they've come outside and they have to digest the milk literally every two hours or so. So it's a new sensation and the gut is still learning how to work. It may also be a bit of reflux. Sometimes reflux comes with colic. Some specialists seem to think the mother's diet has something to do with it. That if the mother takes foods that are rich in lactose, foods that are rich in gluten, foods that um, you know require a lot of uh, gas as a byproduct during the digestion, that this may lead to a colic, colicky baby. It may also be food allergies, especially for babies who are on formula. They may be reacting to one of the components of the formula. So we don't know for sure that this is what causes colic, but specialists around the world seem to put their heads together and say these are some of the causes. How can you help your child who may be having the behavior of colic? First thing before we start helping the children is to visit a specialist, have a chat with your doctor, with your pediatrician, with your midwife, with your nurse, or any medically 
educated person near you to make sure that it is colic and nothing else. Because sometimes if you're not trained to look for other danger signs, you may think it is colic and maybe there's something else going on. So have a medically experienced person near you confirm that it is colic and nothing else. Once you have confirmed that it is colic, these are some of the things you can do to help your baby. Number one, set them up to win. What do I mean by this? Make sure the environment around the child is as calm, as happy, and as safe as possible. Make sure the babies are fed, they are dry, they are warm, they are happy, they are clean, and nothing is hurting them. Because these are triggers that can make them uncomfortable. And once they're uncomfortable, they express their discomfort by having the behavior of colic. So just make sure everything around them is set for them to have a calm time and a calm night. Number two, avoid harsh lights and loud noises, especially in the evenings. Remember we said colic usually manifests itself in the afternoons and in the evenings. So make sure your house is the calmest place in the afternoons and in the evenings. Avoid disco lights, avoid loud music, watching the TV on loud. Make the house as calm as possible. That sends positive vibes and positive feelings and positive emotions which are transferred then to the baby. Number three, find what suits your baby. As I said, it's very difficult to soothe babies when they're having the behavior of colic. However, you can try some vibration, you can try some motion, you can try soft singing, you can try give them a wrap down or a massage, you can try give them an evening bath. So find out what will work for your baby. You may have to do a lot of trial runs until you get what works, but you will find something that at least they feel happy when it's done to them and the behavior of colic temporarily ceases. So find what works for your baby and do that for them. Number four, have assistance, okay? You don't have to do everything yourself, okay? Especially if you're going to be waking up a lot of time in the night, you do not have to do this yourself, okay? So have people around you to help. It may be your spouse, it may be your sister, it may be your mother, it may be your nanny, anybody who means well for you and for the baby. Have them around, take turns, you know, soothing and calming the baby down. Number five, you can consider adjusting your diet and see if it will help. Some mothers have given testimonies that taking a lactose-free diet helped to reduce the behavior of colic in their babies. Some mothers have testified that taking um, natural seeds uh, helped to reduce the behavior of colic in their babies. So try, so long as it's not dangerous, so long as it's not going to impair the production of breast milk or make you sick, try as much as possible, you know, uh, reduce the caffeine in your diet, reduce the alcohol in your diet, reduce the, the fermented foods in your diet and see if there'll be a difference in how your baby uh, responds. Six, you can try what we call planned and graduated ignoring. Okay, so once your baby starts crying, especially if they're crying very frequently, every 30 minutes, every 20 minutes, especially at night, you do not have to respond to every call of the baby, okay? Do a mental check. Ask yourself, have I fed them in the last minute? Is their diaper dry? Are they safe? Nothing is hurting them? Is the house calm? There's no noise? And once the answer to all these questions is yes, then you can take a break. 
and have a snooze. Because if you miss your sleep or if you always get up in anger and in frustration, you're going to have very negative vibes and very negative emotions. And this is going to affect how you handle the baby. You might respond to the baby in anger and end up shaking the baby and hurting the baby. Or if you are prone to violence, you may end up actually committing child abuse on the baby. So it is not necessary for you to respond to every single call, especially if you know the basics around the child have been met, if you know that you have done everything necessary to make the child happy and healthy, you can take a break. You can take a break for 30 minutes, rest a bit more. That way you are fresher for to receive the baby and to handle the baby by the time they call the next time. When I had a newborn, one of my friends told me, no baby ever died of crying. And I know it sounds harsh, it sounds cruel, but it's actually true, medically speaking. Crying will not kill a baby. In fact, a baby who doesn't cry might actually be in more danger than a baby who is crying. So if you feel tired, if you have no one else to help you, if you're getting stressed, you're getting anxious, you know very well maybe you have a streak of violence inside you, take a snooze and respond at the next call. Okay. I'd like to say one more thing before I wind up. And it says, remember you are your child's best parent and you are doing your best. Let me repeat that. You are your child's best parent and you are doing your best. Okay, I know this is Africa and we get a lot of feedback, especially uh, from the older generation who say it takes a village to raise a child. And it's true, it takes a village to raise a child. But sometimes that village can be quite noisy when it comes to the behavior of colic. There are a lot of myths surrounding it. There are a lot of rules surrounding it. There are a lot of things you'll be told to do, things you'll be told not to do. And it can be quite noisy, quite frustrating and quite confusing. So please cut out the noise. Do what feels right for you and your baby. Listen to your specialists. Have a chat with them and talk about what's feasible and what's not feasible. And the goal at the end of this is to have a healthy mommy and a healthy baby. A healthy daddy and a healthy baby. So I hope I've been of help to you this week. Remember to join us and connect with us at www.difabaclinic.co.ke. You can follow us on Facebook in a group called Marvelous Difabilities and on Twitter at Marvelous Difabilities. Till next time, I've been your host, Dr. Kerubo. Have a good time. <laughs>